It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Mack. And today we have a special guest, none other than Trayvon Bromel. Trayvon, how are you doing? Um, welcome back to the pod. I talked to you last summer, but how, how's it been? Oh, everything good. Uh, as y'all know, you know, just from the transition, um, back being back here in Florida, uh, being up on the Tumbleweed Track Club, it's been a lot of change. Um, so everything's been good, though. Like, no no reoccurring of the injury. Everything is smooth. Just, you know, staying focused for this summer. Yeah. Speaking of uh, staying focused for this summer, we're, what, like a month out, a little six weeks out from the trials. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everything's gearing up towards then. What are you kind of focusing on between now and getting to the starting line in Eugene? Oh, uh, me personally, probably, probably just staying healthy, uh, eating the right things, making sure I'm recovering well. That's like the biggest thing. I feel like the fitness is there. Uh, coach has us doing everything. So the strength and fitness and speed is there. It's just all about staying healthy up until the trials and making the team and going towards the games and being healthy to compete. When are we gonna get to see you in your bread and butter event, the hundred? We got we saw you kind of tease us by being in a track meet with Gatlin and Lyles and all those guys, but you didn't run in that same race. So what was the reason for uh not running the hundred yet so far? Oh I mean <laughs> it's hard to really say. Just we just trying to just make sure that everything is what it is. Cause I'm gonna be honest, like we I, obviously from people that know the group, like we got a lot of great talent. So it's like a diamond league every day when we train. And it, it's to the point where we're we're putting up some good numbers. It's just trying to make sure that I'm strong, I'm fit, and we don't, you know, try to run and meet something happens and stuff like that. We're trying to make sure like, okay, trade body is ready to withstand this. We can run rounds. We can do like, that's, that's what we're building on. Cause uh, for the importance of it all, when we get the trials, it's going to be multiple rounds. When you get to the Olympics, multiple rounds. Like, that's the thing. Like, trying to go run these one-offs and stuff like that. Like, is it a rush to run run the 100 right away? For us, no, the importance is we get the trials healthy. We can run through the rounds. We fit. Get on the team. Make the Olympics. Run through those rounds and do something spectacular. So, 
Right as of right now, that was the reason. I mean, we, we're getting ready to open up in a hundred, so right now it's just trying to see where I'm at and how we can build on from that. You're out of track meet though with Noah and Justin, guys that you're going to be competing against at the Olympic trials and probably ultimately at the Olympics as well. What was your takeaway from that race when you saw Gatlin win, Noah kind of mm -hmm. fall back, run his 10.08? Uh, it, it's, it's funny because I actually wanted to run. But, you know, like I said, we, we got a race plan and everything that my coach, he's, he, he wants me to stick to, even though he know he knows I'm like, I'm like, I want to run, I want to run. But he like, look, you got to you gotta stay focused. We got a plan. We got to be smarter by everything that we do. So when I'm watching those guys compete, it, it's just – it make you want to compete more, you know? So it's, it's not more so of me like being that person, like, okay, let's see what they got going, like how they running, how they looking. Cause at the end of the day, we know our sport black and white. Like once we get to the trials, you can see a different them. You can see a different me, you know, any, everybody. So for me, it was just like, it was good to see those guys run. It was good to see the competition uh, being stacked like that, like having that feel and seeing the times. Is there like a, a mental game or competitive edge at all? kind of not racing the top guys until it counts most in the, in the finals or is, does it not matter to you or like, is there any mental aspect to the, who you race leading up to a trials leading up to an Olympics? To be real, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't really think it matters. Like a lot of people, you got athletes that say, Oh, I want to, I want to race all the time. I want to race the, all the guys that I'm the, go against at the trials and stuff like that, just to see how can I get an edge on things like that. You got some people that's like, oh, I don't really want to deal with the smoke and all the, you know, all the 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 attention that it's going to bring too early. Like, I don't want to burn myself out running against these guys. For me, it's like, regardless if the field is stacked or the field is empty, I'm not at a meet to not try my hardest to try my best, you know, like like even if I go back to like the, the indoors when, when Ronnie beat me in the 60, like, I wasn't supposed to run, but I just told my coach, I'm like, it is what it is. Like I need to get, I need to get rolling a little bit, just going into the in, uh, the outdoors. Cause we had a hard training session that we he's like, I don't, I don't want you to run. Like, but I'm like, man, it is what it is. Like I've been out for, <laughs> for four, four years, you know? So I'm like, it is what it is. If I win or lose, like it doesn't dictate what I'm going to do outdoors, you know? And I think once me, you know, me and coach kind of sat down and we just went over everything. What's the smart way about it? It's just like, shoot now you just move the way you want to move so once we get into our races i don't care if it's you know me and maybe guys who may be in like the top 20 or 50 or if it's the guys that's in the top 10 i'm i'm gonna give it my all regardless so i think for me i, I think it's a competitive edge for me because i don't think like a lot of athletes oh man i want to race against the top guys early so i can see what they doing or how i can beat them down the road like i'm i'm like shit at the end of the day i'm gonna give it my all when i get to the line regardless do these months leading up to the trials as we get closer, do you like uh, – is it like harder to sleep because you know you're getting bigger, closer and closer to that big moment? You know, when we're going through the pandemic, it's the summer of 2020, you know, hey, the trials aren't for another year. Everything's kind of chill. There's no pressure. But is there – what's it like being a contending athlete in the months leading up to the big race? Uh, for me, I can say – I can say it like this. When I was injured, those type of situations did come about a lot because it's like, okay, a meet will come up and we'll be like, all right, we're going to enter you into the meet. And I'm just like, man, I'm staying up late night. Like, man, how am I going to run? How the world going to see me? Like, am I going to be 
who I used to be or is my body going to be right? You know, and then something happened. I'm like, ah, oh, like this, this way, you know, I was worried about. But now, honestly, I'm just like, I, I sleep good. Like, I'm not, I'm not thinking too much of it. Not saying like, oh, I feel like, oh, I'm just top dog. I'm like, that I don't worry. I'm like, I know what we're training for. I, I have a championship mentality. So for me, it's like, if I'm fit and I'm ready to run, I know I'm going to run well if we put the race plan together and we execute in the race. So I don't ever, I don't, I don't sit here, you know, with a couple weeks out or months to go into trials and Olympics. I don't sit here thinking like, oh man, what's going to happen? This is like, like our coach tell us, like, just stay focused, stay patient and the rest to handle itself. You know, I tell people like, everybody know me through my social media presence. Like I'm very spiritual in my religion. So at the end of the day, it's all in God's hands. Like I've done the work at practice. Now I just got to let him do what he need to do through me when I step on the track. Do you feel like you are your old self, like your 2015 self, or arguably we could say your 2020 self because 2020 was a good year for you as well. Um, we've only seen on your track a couple times. You're in that 648 indoors, a couple 200s, uh, just coming off of 2062. What, how, where do you feel like you are physically, uh, health-wise? Like if you were to run 100 tomorrow, what, how fast would it be? Uh, it's... <laughs> I don't think my coach would even want me to say that because he, <laughs> they'd be honest with you. Cause we don't like it. For, I'm going to say it like this. The, the times that we hit in practice and anybody who knows Randall, like we got the technology, we got the the lasers, the, you know, everything. So the stuff that we do in practice really be legit. And like I said, I'm not going to say on here, but if we see the times that we hitting, like you would be like, okay, what are these guys going to run when it's time for like, you know, the the hurdles the jumps uh the sprints like we're really putting up some great times doing some great things in practice so a lot of us are like i said we're moving comfortably because we know what our coach is trying to prepare us for so like i said i'm not going to say oh what y'all may see this weekend or the next weekend or the weekend after that but i i feel confidence in what we've been doing that you know we're gonna put up some great times this year so it's looking good so far. You're in, you're in a, yeah. you're in good good vibes, good yeah. health, good mental health, all that good stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, because I I tell you like even like what you said, you said, do I feel like the old me? I could be honest, like I don't feel like the old me because I feel like who I am now, I'm more mature in a different sense. Like I said, like anybody who's been recently listening to my story, like just my spiritual life, the way I move and operate is a lot different from who I was four four or five years ago. So now it's like I do live with more peace and more understanding to my presence and what I do in the sport alone. So now, like I said, back then it was, oh, I feel like I got to get the approval of the world to know that, oh, I am that guy. I am fast. I'm, and now it's like, regardless, like I'm a, I'm a spiritual person. You're going to feel it regardless if you like to or not. Like God God, God has already cemented this into, into, you know, his covenant. So I'm looking like, hey. If it's for me, it's for me, and nobody can stop that because it's not for us to control, you know. So I move with that presence. I'm like, look, wherever I step, God is right there. So when you see me, understand you're gonna see his works because I'm nothing but a vessel. So that's that's just how I operate now. You mentioned uh oh, I mentioned five are, are you like yourself from five years ago? You say you're kind of like mm -hmm. a different person, but five years ago, uh, we actually did a film on you, driven, uh, came out, and I think August of 2015, right before your first world championship. 
I had a chance to rewatch it because we're releasing it for free on YouTube. That's why we have it on this pod. So it's pretty cool. Get to watch both episodes on YouTube. I think it'll go up on Thursday or Friday. I'm not sure what day, but this week on YouTube, watch both episodes. I just want to ask you, do you remember what was life like back in 2015? I think that was right after your sophomore year, thinking about going pro, just qualified for your first uh, world team. What was your your head space like? How did you feel during that that summer, going into your first world champs? Man, I felt I felt good, but I'll be honest, man. Like like even though I was probably a lot mature than uh, a lot of people of my age dealing with the the I guess the notoriety of things and stuff, I was still immature in a sense, man. Like even just how I operated things once I turned pro. Like obviously, you take somebody like me who come from nothing. You, you sign this big contract and everything like that. You're on top of the world. Like, you want to buy everything. You want to do everything. So, for me, I was like, man. And when I look back now, I'm like, man, I was wilding. Like, I'm like, I was doing too much. Like, as much as I I felt in that time, like, okay, strictly track or focus, tunnel vision. I look back now, and I was like, man, I was distracted by a lot of different things. Like, when I could pinpoint these things, like, I'm just like, even just being too involved, the appro- like involved into the approval of others or what karma by next or something like just stuff like that. I'm like, man, I would I I wasn't who I thought I was. So I think then I look back and I'm just like, man, I'm glad I'm not that guy no more. And it, it ain't saying that I was a bad guy. It's just I wasn't in the right frame of thinking, you know. And I think a lot of people got to do that. They got to look back and sometimes understand where <laughs> you was messing up. Was there like a a regrettable purchase you made after you signed your big contract? Like, you're like, why did I do that? What was I Man, thinking? I bought too many cars. I bought too, too? many How I many bought... cars did you buy? Man, I don't even want to say, because I feel like people are going to hear this thing and be like, boy, this dude was tripping. Like, I feel like, like I bought too many cars. I'm going to just be honest with you. Did I you sell them back? Have you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. The cars? Like, I, I get rid of them, but I, I wasn't like, I wasn't like leasing cars. Like, I was buying cash. Like, hey, I need I need a new Jag. I need a new I need a new Demon Hellcat. I need, like I was just like I, you know feel me. I was just like I need it, and I look back and even though it was I was able to do it, but was it smart? You know, like you know, I'm not getting no money off investment off, off of that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm that money is going to them, and I'm not seeing no ret- no return on it. So like I like I tell people now from my mistakes, I'm like, look, if you get an opportunity to make some money, anything like don't buy cars, <laughs> don't just- buy cars. <laughs> Is the advice just buy one car? That's, yeah, yeah, just yeah. buy one car. <laughs> I never take away somebody, you know, from somebody saying like, "Hey, if you want to, if you got a dream car, like you know, you work hard, you know, yeah, you go go get your car. Don't buy a lot of cars. Like, don't buy a lot of cars. Like, it, you feel me? I'm blessed that it, it ain't break me. Like, I'm running around here like, oh man, I need some money. But it's just like those type of things. Like, it wasn't smart, even though it was a, it wasn't something that I presented to the world. Like nobody even seen on my social media. Like, oh, Trey got a new car this week. But he got like it was something eternally that I had to realize. I'm like, man, you gotta stop. You feel me? You gotta stop. So that's I think that like stuff like that. I look back and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not that guy no more. <laughs> did Did you end up buying a car from like multiple cars from the same person? Like, you like, Trayvon's back. He wants another car. Like, did it start getting comical nah, yeah. in a weird way? Yeah, like it was it was bad that one I remember one dealership, it was like he'll be back in three months. <laughs> like literally. And like I'll come back and it was like, oh we're we're, we're gonna take him to this section. Like, okay, we got this. So I'm like, ah I was like, man. It, it was crazy. Like I had, yeah, it was it was crazy. But what once again, I was 19. You remember I was a teenager turning pro with this big contract and 
man, like I said, I come from the hood. Like, we ain't too many people that's giving us advice on how to, you know, manage this type of type of money. So I'm I'm thinking like, shoot, I get to live, I get to live out my dreams now. And with situations like that, you kind of got to be smart and thankful. Thankfully, that I had people around me to be like, hey, Trey, like you got to chill. That it didn't con like become a continuous thing. Like it ended up stopping, and I ended up realizing, well, okay, I got to do some of my money. Especially like when I got hurt, I was like, okay. Imagine if you did, like I started adding up all the cars I bought. I was like, oh, I could have had so much more money still in the bank if I ain't bought all these cars. And like I was like, okay, we we gonna take that L now. Let's see how can we build off you know some of these finances that I have still from my contract and everything that I've like earned from you know meets and stuff like that prior to me getting hurt. Uh, so yeah, like I look back at stuff like that and, and I think yeah, for for a lot of the people that are gonna hear this, I feel like that's one thing I've wished to many people like. <laughs> understand this money come and go and it will go fast if you don't understand how to like like manage it you know yeah i mean it happens in all professional sports they talk about yeah. it, nba players nfl players they're like they get their first game check and they're like whoa i never seen that many zeros and yeah. you don't know what to do so that makes yeah, sense crazy uh in the first episode of driven the first like 10 or so minutes kind of talks about your First time you fell in love with track and mm. talks about your injury that you dealt with in eighth grade when we did that backflip or front flip. Yeah. And you said an interesting line that I thought was kind of funny in the, in the in the documentary. You said, not many people can say they've gone three years without running and made it. And you are referencing yeah. the three years of your of like the early high school, middle school days. Yeah. And then you had made it by making a world team in 2015. Yeah. But when you think about it, that literally has happened a second time in your life, right? You've gone three years since 2016 of not running, right? And now yeah. you're back in contention to make it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that kind of like crazy how your your life is kind of repeating itself with this dealing with a, a major injury and having to focus to get back? Yeah, man, it's it's crazy because I, I actually thought about that. I thought about that a while back. I want to say it was sometime like at the end of last year I was thinking about that. I was like, wow. I said, it's crazy how situations happen. And that's why I tell people, if it's written for me to do something spectacular this summer, it's going to be one of the greatest stories that we ever witnessed. And it's not, and that's me being as, as humble as possible. And it's not, like I said, because of who I am, but because of the things that we can't explain. Like I said, I don't want to get too deep into spirituality, but people got to understand those things that we can't explain, like it has to come from somewhere. And I tell people, I broke both of my knees and my hip. Doctors, people who go to school for this many years told me, you won't run fast again. Then I was able to go to college, be the fifth freshman to win an NCAA title in the 100, run nine, nine, eight as a teenager, like something that, we've never seen so i'm like i'm like make it make sense you know what i'm saying and then like i said then this year coming i can man i can only tell y'all the stuff that we had to go through with just you know trying to get everything back in play like even when i came to the group like we had to deal with you know doctors not really believing that this could be a reality for me like it might have been more realistic to just retire and then 2020 come and I ran the times down there in Clivermont. And, and then we just like like I like I said, it's it's a lot. Like people don't even know. Like even at that first Clivermont meet when I ran 10 -0, like I had to walk over to my mom and I was shaking because I couldn't even believe it. Like, like my mom had to tell my coach to like just give him some time because I was like in shock myself. Cause I'm like, this is the stuff that people don't realize is happening. Like, 
this is the unwritten thing that people just the unknown that people just so hard for people to believe in. I'm just like, it's right here in front of y'all. Like, how much more do God got to show to y'all that his presence is real? I t I've always worked hard in my life. Like, I need people to understand. You think them four years, the three years I was out, I wasn't working hard? I was flying all over the world trying to get help. Like, spending money trying to figure out what I can do to be better, get better. Nothing was working. I literally, I literally one day was, I told God, I said, look, I got nothing left. I said, I can keep spending this money to go see doctors. It ain't working. Whatever you want to do, like, do it. And literally, we made a transition. Like, I stayed focused and steadfast in my religion, and stuff just started turning. It started turning. It started turning. I'm like, I'm like, this is crazy. But, I mean, that's faith, though. You know, so that's why I try to tell people. Like, I, I, me personally, am I surprised now in the state, you know, with everything going on? No, nah, because he he made me a believer again. Like this, this is it's like a I don't even know how to explain it. It's crazy. Even like with this past year with the six four, like everybody can ask Raina. I was on the side after doing that on on TV interview. I was on the side just like shaking. Like I was just like I never opened up with six four. So it scared me because I'm like I instantly went to thinking outdoor. Like what I'm gonna do outdoor? Because the last time I ran some fast indoor, I ran nine eight. The year I ran nine eight, I had only was I was only able to get to six fifty five indoors. I opened up with six four. I'm like I instantly, and that's why I had to learn like okay, stay in the moment because I I instantly jumped out though. I was like okay, what's gonna happen in the hundred if I open up with this? Like what's gonna happen? So yeah, man, it's it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot, and that's what I mean by why I ain't really just out here just doing too much talking and stuff like that. I'm like look, I stay in the moment and I keep moving forward because I got to take it day by day. I can't get too far ahead. One fun thing that fans have is when we get ready for the trials, it's all about predicting who the top three are going to be. Everyone mm. has their form chart like, here's my picks for the three. And the men's hundred, it's not an obvious three because you could probably make an argument for four or five different mm. guys who are top three. Obviously, yourself, Gatlin, who's been there multiple mm. times, Noah, uh, Ronnie Baker's running fast. You have college kids running out of their mind. Um, etc. How what do you think the landscape of the men's hundred is and how hard do you think it will be to be a top three guy in the in the US? Because some could argue fourth in the US will probably get fourth at the Olympics. No, I I tell people all the time, man, Olympics is I mean not Olympics, but USA trials is the Olympics. I'm gonna be honest. Like our trials are so crazy, especially with the sprints. Man, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's gonna be a dog fight in the hundred. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest, and that's why I say it's gonna come down to that, to that mentality. Like people gotta understand, like when you step to that line, it even if you fit, even if you've been a vet to this thing, don't act like some of these young kids won't come in and step out. Like, and I can vouch for that. I was in college when I made the 2015 team. Like, you gonna have some kids that's like, okay, I got nothing to lose. Like. Y'all are pros, so y'all have to run fast. Like for me, like for like I said, for me when I was a sophomore, I thought like, hey, I can come back to school if I don't make the team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And still have things paid for. I got free meals, you know, things like like I'm good. I can get my education. But for the pros, I hope I hope a lot of us don't take leniency to that. Like, oh, they young, they ain't gonna okay. Don't lay down because some of these young kids gonna run. You know, so I know for me, I don't never count nobody out. Like, I'm like, look, I got to stay grinding. I got to stay hungry because everybody is gunning for that top, that top three. So what, 
if you're a, a buy, say say you were retired, right? And say it's like mm. year 2035 and you're you're retired and you're watching a hundred meter final. What do you look what would you look for in the field to say like that guy's gonna make the team versus that guy's not gonna make the team as like a bystander? Mm. Like what's like what 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 should we be looking for when we evaluate talent? Because a hundred such a you know, you have the drive phase, you have good starts, you have people who can close well. But such a short race, such minuscule things, plus minuses that can cause someone to win or lose. As someone who's been in it and knows what it takes to compete, what should the bystanders be looking for to kind of really evaluate a, a field, the talent? Man, I'm gonna be honest because, like, and I've heard, I heard you all talk about this uh, in a different podcast a couple of days ago that I watched, and. Like, like we all know with the 100, it's such a quick event that, like, the smallest thing can throw a race off, right? So, for me personally, I look at somebody's presence. Like, you can see it on somebody's face who's ready, like, or how somebody's attitude is. You can, like, you can see fear, too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when I'm watching, even, like, my time of being at home, like, you know, when I was injured and I'm watching the races, I'm be like, oh, you know, that person look kind of nervous. You know, and then it end up being a hindrance to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can feel that. Like, that's why I say, like, preparation is key. Like, that confidence going into the meet is key. Because if – I don't want to go too sciencey on everybody, but it, it's a spectrum that plays when it comes to, like, the neurons in your brains and everything like that. So, like, if you get too high, like, that could throw you off. And if you get too low, it could throw you off. So, you want to be right there. That's, that's where the winners are. Like, who can – who can pretty much put that together and get out there and go like those who up there and they just looking like looking around like, Oh man, like I got, I got this person right here on my side or somebody who just too much going into to where it, it's just physically throwing them off when you hit that. And the, and the starter like runners in your mark. And then that whole, that whole thing crash. You're like, Oh crap, this is really happening. So you look for them people that are very poised and that's like, okay, it's business. Like, this is what I came here to do. Like, you look for them type of people, and we've seen this type of characteristics through, you know, track and field. Like, we see, like, Christian Taylor. Um, shoot, we could be honest with, like, right now with, like, Shakari. Like, what meets she going into where she's not confident, you know? And, and we, like, I mean, from just Noah, Christian, Andre, everybody, like, these people who go into the race, they, like, like, man, I, I could be, I could go in so much, like, freaking Grant, uh, Omar, like everybody, all these top guys, when they go into the meet, you see it on their face that they hungry for success, right? So you look for those type of athletes. Like, time throughout the season, it really don't matter when you get to those big meets, like the championships and Olympics and Worlds. Like, it don't matter. And all it, all that matters is the person who's fit and the person who's more poised and, and, and patient. That's who win the races, to be honest with me. Yeah, it, it's it, you would think it's like, all right, fastest PBs wins, but it's yeah. never it's never that. It's the best headspace really that wins because, yeah. like you said, the difference between a nine ninety eight runner and a nine ninety five runner is nothing. It's it's yeah. just like, it's mental. That's the difference. Yeah. So no, yeah. no, for real, for real. Because I've seen I've seen athletes who have the potential to run nine eights, and maybe because they don't get to that level, is because they mentally count themselves out. Or they put themselves in so much of a shock that when the setter tells you to get ready and get in your blocks, everything crashes down. Like people don't understand how much that that mental play a big part with this sport. Got a chance to talk to you uh, last year about the Christian Coleman situation. Um, he was 
being faced with a, a two-year ban it got reduced, which basically allows him – we know he's not going to be at the Olympics, but he will be able to compete at World Indoors next year. You and him are the, both the most recent World Indoor champions. He won in 2016. He won in 2018. Um, what was your thoughts on realizing for sure that Christian wasn't going to be able to be on that starting line at the trials? What do you mean? Uh, like, what was your reaction knowing that Christian wasn't going to be officially in the Olympic trials as a, a con- person that you were going to be ra- potentially racing? I, shoot, I really, I really didn't look too much into it after I guess when the big stuff like first came out and everything. Like, obviously, I mean, nobody really heard too much of what was going on for a period of time after things kind of like calmed down from when it first hit like the media. Uh, so for me, I really didn't like think too much on it. Uh, I think I forgot, like a lot of people forgot, like it was like, oh, you know, he probably just ain't running. Uh, so when it recently came out, it was crazy because like uh, I actually got the notification off ESPN because I got the notification set up on my phone when I seen like the headlines. I mean, they kind of already said like that was going to happen. But I mean, for him, I think I think obviously he will be probably frustrated that he can't run. But I think he look at it as a blessing that he can still go and run the following year, run the indoors and outdoors. So. I think most so, like, if I was in his shoes, I mean, I honestly would be frustrated you can't run in the Olympics. But, I mean, think about it like this. A lot of people have been in, I guess, worse situations, as we've seen, you know, in the past. So, honestly, I can't I can't speak for no man. So, he going to deal with it, I guess, the way he'll deal with it. But, it, I mean, it's a crazy situation. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, things are the way they are. Like, I can't change nothing. Have you uh, been following the college kids at all? You see, do you keep track of the NCAA system still a little bit, or at least oh, yeah, the fast yeah. guys? Oh no, I still I still watch the track meets. What What are your thoughts on Terrence Laird's nineteen eighty and recently Javon Martin's uh, nine ninety four for Florida Man, State? That nineteen eighty was crazy. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I was like, I was like, look, dude, moving. I was like, what? And when I look at, him, I'm like, dude, look like he bought like a buck thirty, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's stepping. I was like, that's crazy. So now, nah, now nah, shout like shout out to him, man. Like even like Javon, man. I'm like, when when I was at the meet at uh at, at Tom Jones, like in uh on that Saturday watching the watching the hundred, because I was actually going to leave after the four by one, but I was like, you know, I'm gonna stay back and watch the hundred, man. When he got up to seventy, and I seen them knees, I said, oh yeah, he finna run nine. And then when I went back and watched the race later on that day, and noticed that he was like fourth, fifth out of the blocks, I said, oh yeah, he got nine eight in his legs. But once again, going back to what I said previously, this going to come into play mentally how he moves. If he could tell himself that he can run that and he trains and he stay focused, he can do it. Like I seen it. I was like, when I said, I, when I went back and watched that video, I said, dude got nine in his legs. I don't know if he believe it or he know it, but I'm good at seeing like seeing that talent. Like I can, I can, I can spot it and it's there. When are we going to see you uh, lace him up and, r- and run a hundred meter dash? before the trials i'm actually running this weekend so okay I'm, yeah i'm gonna open up i'm gonna be up there uh up there in oregon so in oregon yeah so hopefully the weather changed from what the <laughs> what the uh the app say but yeah man so i'm just looking forward to just nice little healthy race if the weather bad if not uh i got a couple hundreds lined up coming up towards the the um, starting of may and mid may so yeah we're gonna we're gonna get things ramped up because i definitely want to be prepared coming for trials how many like races do you kind of ideally want to get in before the trials? That, see that, and I, I think, like I said, once again, that's the thing that we sit down and try and try to do. 
uh, me and coach, just trying to figure out what's a good meet to go to where I could possibly get in some rounds because obviously we're going to have to run rounds of trials and run rounds at the Olympics. So I think a lot of pros should also consider that as well. We got to start getting our body ready for that. Like these one-offs, yeah, they good to get fast times, but if you can't run that in multiple hour spans, like it ain't going to do nothing because you know the Oregon meet has multiple rounds. So we looking forward to, you know, running these rounds, getting this practice in, uh, going on the rest of the uh, rest of this outdoor season, getting some meets in and getting ready for trials. Well, Trayvon, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. Uh, we Thank can't you. wait to see you on the 100-meter dash. And it's going to be a fun final, man. You, oh, yeah. you, Gatlin, Noah, all those guys, it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. No, nah, man. It, 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 I'm just happy to be back running, dog. It's been a long time. Uh, I missed the track. I miss running, like running with fast guys. It, it, it was something that was long overdue, but I had to understand the patience that had to come with it. Like I said, the reforming of who I am as a person. So, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good for sure. And again, of yours, we're going to be releasing uh, Trayvon's documentary, the two-part series, this week on YouTube. So be sure to check it out. Kind of a little throwback to the 2015 days. Uh, it's, it's weird look, watching you. You got you have that young face. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, young Trey, man. Young Trey. I, 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 I watch some of that stuff. I'm like, man, I was only 19 years old. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm about to be 26. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, time is flying. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they give you a microphone then? They should, they should have waited a few more years, right? Man, look. <laughs> well, Trayvon, I appreciate it. And uh, best of luck in, I guess, Eugene. First oh, yeah, race. for sure. Appreciate it.